Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, it's your boy Christian. And yeah, man, like every other week that we get together and talk, um, we're going to talk about soccer. We're going to talk about different things. Uh, MLS, Premier League, uh, what Champions League, Europa League, and a bunch of other uh, important news that happened you know, during this past week from Friday to Friday. So thank you, thank you again for coming back. Don't forget, you can find us at Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram, Cuatro Dos on Twitter. And you can also find us on the YouTube channel, YouTube channel where we do uh, watch-alongs and we do like some other videos that, you know, we've been doing. So go follow us over there. Go give us a like, give us a subscribe. And also don't forget that we are part of the BayouCitySoccer.net uh, family, so you know, you can find all the information regarding your Houston teams there. Uh, Houston Dynamo, Houston Dash, and Houston Dynamo. Those. So go check those. Check us out since I'm part of it. And uh, we have some merch. So cop some merch if you if you haven't. It's pretty cool stuff. Pretty good uh, material quality of stuff. So go check it out. But let's begin with, uh, I think, one of... It, it's crazy because... We live in an age where where the news cycle is so fast and so quick and, you know, it's like 24 hours where we learn something and then, you know, something else might pop up tomorrow and, you know, whatever happened, happened. And it's really big news when when you look at the scope of things, when you look at, you know, stuff that happened. Like, for example, Barcelona has been, um, they found that they were being... Uh, they were bribing basically referees for a, a span of four years from like 2013 to 2017 and and i mean that's not a light thing to kind of like gloss or gloss over gloss over gloss over or i don't know talk over because if we got let me see it let me look up barcelona fsa on wikipedia and we can look at their titles um and i think when once we go to the titles there i think we're gonna see a lot of titles between 2013 and 2017 in the local um like in the local realm type thing right so let me see if i can find the on wikipedia obviously the the most trusted source for all your news where are the titles on this page um let's see here Kid suppliers, I don't care. Okay, so from 2013 to 2017, La Liga, they won. They won 20, 2012, 2013, La Liga, 2014, 2015, La Liga, 2015, 2016, La Liga, 2017, 2018, La Liga. So those are at least three to four titles there that, you know, could have an asterisk on them. Then Copa del Rey. 2014, 2015, 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2017, 2018. So that's another four titles that, you know, they're there. Supercopa de España, 2013, 2016, and 2018. You know, those are possible ones as well. UEFA Champions League, uh, the 2014-2015 title, they won that. Um, what else? UEFA Super Cup, 2015. Even though, you know, these are more of continental uh, prices, these, um, you know, we're kind of just looking at the domestic stuff. But it's crazy to think that, you know, Barcelona, one of the greatest clubs out there in the world, one of the biggest names, household names, you know, where you, when you think 
uh, you know, you you kind of know their their uh, their kind of their slogan. You know, more than a club, más que un club. When you look, you know, when their colors are basically famous and synonymous. You know, that blue and red, the blue grana, are synonymous with Barcelona, the Catalan, Catalonia. Like you know, all these stuff are so kind of connected to this Barcelona team. And they not only they represent a team and whatever it may be, but like they represent a group of people in a culture of the you know of the Catalonia people. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of uh, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth. You know, if you are a follower of them, of course. I mean, if you are a Real Madrid people, I know I, I saw a lot of Real Madrid people basically saying, "Ah, we knew it." You know, frauds or whatever it may be. Me myself, I could care less about Barcelona or Real Madrid in a way. Uh, they're not like my favorite teams. Um, you know, being Argentinian, I guess you gravitate towards Messi sometimes more than Real Madrid. And being a Boca fan, you know, we played against Real Madrid before. So it's kind of like a, it's not a rivalry, but it's like, you know, in my head it is, right? Because we played you, we beat you, therefore you're my rival. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those things that... You know, you, you kind of like, you love the, the fight that they have between them. You know, the whole Barcelona-Real Madrid, El Clasico and everything like that. But then when you kind of start seeing these weird things. Because at one point in time, you know, we saw uh, the president of Real Madrid that right now is in my name. I want to say Infantino, but I know that's the FIFA president. Um but this man, you know, he was trying to put together the Super Cup, which is basically, I mean, you guys know, right? But basically, the superpowers of soccer, we're going to have an elite, separate league to everybody else, you know, to the lower teams, you know, quote-unquote, to the small teams. And and everybody kind of looked down on him, or, or not looked down on him, but like everybody, like the whole world basically opposed this man and everything that he stood for in a way. And therefore... Real Madrid kind of went along with that just because he was, you know, this man is synonymous with Real Madrid and the fact that he's the president and, you know, he kind of runs Real Madrid, right? So there's that. But then you, you know, hear that Barcelona had been paying, you know, the main referee guy. So maybe, you know, some some games might have been a little bit... Uh, biased in favor of Barcelona and you know God knows how far that that went you know from calls from not getting calls you know against from getting calls in favor from you know who whatever it may be but it kind of leaves a sour taste because you know this this time the 2013 to 2017 not only was a a time where now you start questioning everything but like Barcelona was the Barcelona, basically, at this point in time. It was the height of Barcelona as we know it, right? So, it's crazy, but then at the same time, you're like, whoa, that's that's like, that's like not surprising in a way, right? But now when you look at everything that Barcelona kind of is going through when it comes to the financial side of things, you're like, well, I guess they had it coming in a way, right? So, that's kind of like karma, if you believe in karma, right? It's... You know, you pay off refs, well, then guess what? You're not going to have money in the next five to ten years, right? And you're going to be struggling to, to pay people. You're going to have to let Messi go. You're going to have to do, you know, a bunch of other weird things, get weird players. Even though, you know, Barcelona is kind of on the come up once again. But, you know, I think we already talked enough about Barcelona, so we're going to move on. 
Something interesting that I wanted to do a little bit more research on because I think it's it's cool and it's interesting how the MLS is growing, but not only here in the United States, but is growing in the world basically by putting together these partnerships with different uh, clubs around the world. For example, Bayern Munich at one point in time had a little uh, deal with Dallas FC and that's why so many Dallas FC players were able to make the leap into or not make the leap but I think help you know sending them in the summer or for like periods of time to go practice and live the way of the German soccer culture over there maybe sped up the process of having so many homegrowns come back and and basically show up in the first team of Dallas and eventually you know becoming really big stars in a way you know when you talk when you think about Zimmerman when you think of, about McKinney when you think about all these Pepe like a bunch of guys that went through that academy that maybe they had an experience in Europe uh, when they were young so then whenever they came back they, were, they had a different mentality in them and now it seems like Bayern Munich and Dallas are kind of through with that uh, relationship in a way and LAFC and Bayern Munich have now become partners in crime, basically, right? So these two great clubs, I mean, LAFC, the last champion of the MLS, Bayern Munich, the last champion of, you know, the Bundesliga for like the past 15 years or something, like ridiculous like that, uh, that seem to be unbeatable and unthronable in a way, have now come together and they have formed a new partnership that, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest partnerships in the MLS period, I mean, you have, I think Austin has a partnership with PSV from the Netherlands, I think the PSV is at, and it would be cool to see, and I'm sure, you know, like New York City FC, they have partnerships with, you know, under the City Group, which is Manchester City, uh, a couple teams around the world and stuff like that, so it's, it's a lot easier to move players around and and kind of if they need to grow they can grow somewhere else if they need to go to Europe maybe you can take them to Girona as they did with Tati Castellano who maybe wasn't ready for Manchester City but is ready for like a you know of La Liga team and maybe work his way up to City someday you know hopefully right for him in his career but with that being said I think it's cool that these partnerships are being put together that you know the MLS is kind of doing something good, right? Which is expanding their reach in a way to to maybe the German market and not only becoming a buying league, but also a selling league, which is very, very crucial and becoming one of the biggest, you know, leagues in the world, if you, if you may, right? So that's pretty cool. So also other news that happened a couple of days ago was that Infantino, the president of FIFA, was reelected. And I think... I don't know if, you know, why, how, you know, they these people campaign. Uh, I know there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. There's a lot of money. I still haven't watched that documentary on Netflix. Uh, I kind of, I want to keep the game so pure in my mind that I don't want to watch stuff like that, you know, just because I feel like it's going to ruin a lot of stuff for me. But I know eventually I'm going to have to get around and watch it, right? But um, Infantino gets reelected again. A lot of people, you know, don't like him. He's corrupt. You know, the whole Qatar uh, 2022 World Cup basically was a a part of Kershaw. Even though he wasn't there when Qatar stuff went down, um, you know, it was Joseph Blatter, which was the the previous FIFA president, 
and he was basically he even came out and said that he made a huge mistake by sending the world cup to qatar i mean honestly as an argentinian i don't care we won it so bring it on uh but you know a lot of people are always talking down on these presidents because all the money that flows through fifa and all the money that goes to fifa and stuff like that and and sometimes like you know they make questionable decisions like one of the decisions that i'm happily that they brought back was the whole uh so i'm not against expanding the world cup i think it's i've seen you know arguments for both sides but i am i am kind of like pro expanding the world cup in a way right just because it would give i think i saw where was it uh i forgot how many i think it was like a hundred and something um like countries or it was like a ridiculous number let's just say 300 countries are affiliated to fifa which i don't think is that much but i'm sure it's it's pretty big and only like 42 of them are always in the world cup and the world cup as we know it you know there was what 32 teams that always went and now it's going to go to 48 so and expanding that world cup you know obviously is going to mean more game for us you know entertainment wise there's going to be more entertainment um so that i guess that's a good thing right a lot more teams to keep up but it's also going to give different conf- confederations and some players that maybe we will never see in the world cup give them a chance for example uh you know erling Haaland, you know he's from norway i can't remember now how many more slots europe is going to get but imagine going in a lifetime where the erling Haaland has, will never play in a world cup I mean, just think about that. You know, let that sit in in a second where you see one of the 22-year-old freaking superstar and just machine out of this world, the wonder kid, you know, great soccer player, great physical player, great, you know, goal scorer, and he will never be part of a World Cup as we know it if it stays at 32. Maybe in the future, maybe Norway kind of turns it around. You never know, right? I mean, I don't think anybody had like, yeah, I mean, weird stuff happens. I don't think, you know, a lot of people or any of us had Morocco going to, you know, the, what is it, semifinal, I think they went to. Like, that's crazy, right? That's just insane. So, you know, there's always surprises. There's always crazy things going on in the World Cup. But, you know, having those players like that or having Mohamed Salah uh, with Egypt not being able to go, you know, because they lose that game to go, that playoff game to go in. Or, you know, Peru, who hasn't had a World Cup in a minute. Uh, also, the same thing. They lost in the in the repechaje. They lost in that playoff match. And was left with, you know, another four years. And they looked pretty, you know, I'm not saying they looked the strongest. But, I mean, they had a decent team. And a lot of those players maybe won't even get to 2026. And now, uh, you know, they're expanding the World Cup, which, in my personal opinion, is going to make it a little bit better. It's obviously going to be a lot more interesting because, you know, logistics and everything like that. That I mean, this country is so big that it's it's kind of weird uh, that we're hosting it. But at the same time, I'm so glad, right, because I live here. But it's cool that they divided it into, like, regions, right, into, like, the West, Central, and East, in a way. Um, and also, they decided to go back to groups of four. So one of the things that they had mentioned was that they were going to have 48 teams and they were going to have a gazillion groups of three, which, 
you know, we just like, I don't know, it just made no sense because so many like literally a whole alpha alphabet of 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 groups we were going to have. And it's just going to be insane to try to keep up with like, you know, who's in this group? Who's in that group? Wait, who's the first? Who's the second? Who's going to win? Are we going to do best thirds and like stuff like that? Right. So it's going to be it was going to be insane. Uh, this one. So going back to groups of four is going to make it a lot easier to digest in, in a way, even though it's just a one team difference. It's going to shorten the 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 club, not the clubs, the groups by a lot. And, and it's just going to make it easier to kind of keep track. And it's just always, it's going to have that same, you know, structure that the World Cup kind of modern, modern, modern uh, football has always had, which is the four group, you know, four team groups. And, you know, the first two kind of go through. And, you know, then you just go to like a round of 32, obviously, because there's more teams. And then just kind of, you know, play it off as, as you're there. Um, so very interesting, very cool that they did that. And I'm I'm kind of glad, honestly. So, with that being said, I think these these are all the news that we had. So let me just jump in into our Champions League real quick, and let, let's just talk some results. And then there was also a draw. So the draw is going to be interesting as well. That happened earlier today on a Friday, and a lot of really good matchups, honestly. And uh, but first of all, I want to see. Um, give me some matches. That's that's what I want to talk about. Cause there were some blowouts. There were some uh, some some murders going on, and some just like straight up massacres. So Thursday, March seventh, uh, Benfica beat Club Bruges five uh, one. Chelsea beat uh, Borussia Dortmund two zero. So Chelsea moves on, Benfica moves on, obviously. Bayern Munich, I don't know if it's a surprise or not, but they went at home and they won 2-0. Therefore, PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, another year, another uh, Champions League that goes by, and they get, you know, they don't even get close to sniffing that title. Tottenham, Milan, they uh, tied up at 0. Milan had 1-0 in the first game. Therefore, Milan goes uh, through with the aggregate. Then Man City, who was tied 1-1 with RB Leipzig. They were like, yeah, RB Leipzig, you come into Manchester, you think you're going to win? Let me put 7 on you. And then, like I was saying, imagine having Helen Holland, this kid, Erling Holland. Score five goals and one Champions League game. That's insane. And then not e- not being able to see him in a World Cup. Like, that's crazy. And the kid is 22. S- ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, Porto, Inter, they're also tied at zero. Uh, Inter had won the first game. Therefore, Inter goes through 1-0. Real Madrid beat again Liverpool 1-0. Uh, first game was, what, 5-2 five, five, w- that it ended. So Real Madrid was kind of had a comfortable lead, and then Napoli, who a lot of people say that is the best team in the world right now. Napoli beat Frankfurt 3-0, aggregate 5-0. Bro, have you guys seen those videos of people just destroying the crap out of uh, out of Napoli? All those Frankfurt people, that's insane. That's crazy. Like talk about ultras and talk about you know. Barra and crazy stuff like that. Like, those dudes are insane. But, 
we got quarterfinals. We got quarterfinals. A really good matchups. Really good. Um, there's gonna be an all Italian matchup, and then we have some different ones here. But Real Madrid will be taking on Chelsea. That's gonna be a really really good game because Chelsea, as we know it, they are not doing too hot right now in this um, in the Premier League. So this is kind of like the only thing that they have going in a way to try and compete for something, for some type of title. I mean, it's a Champions League title. It's it's pretty big. You know, I'd rather win a Champions League title than a Premier League title, you know. Uh, so, you know, Arsenal, you can keep it, right, basically, right, even though they lost. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Real Madrid is going to take on Chelsea. Benfica is going to take on Inter de Milan. Uh, Man City is going to go against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, so a machine against another machine there, and then AC Milan is going against Napoli. The one of the Italian matchups on that one. That one's gonna be really cool, really interesting. Uh, so that's gonna be that, and then let me tell you what's gonna go basically in semifinals. So semifinals is gonna be obviously the winner of AC Milan Napoli against the winner of Benfica Inter. So we could have an all. Uh, an all Milan uh, semifinal in there, and then we have Man City against um, Man City or Bayern Munich going against Real Madrid or Chelsea. So possibly we could all you know we could also have a Chelsea Man City an all English semifinal there as well. So it's gonna be uh, interesting to see on that, and I don't think we have dates yet, but I'm sure they're gonna come through soon um jumping on to the europa league europa league i should have probably put these up earlier huh it's okay that's another great uh another greek great week in the greek greek week no great week of matchups uh a lot of um i think some um some uh, surprises and then some of them, not so much surprises, right? But let me go here. Run of 16. So Fenerbahce, Sevilla, Fenerbahce uh, wins 1-0. But Sevilla had won 2-0 in the first game. Therefore, Sevilla wins. Juventus, 2-0 against Freiburg. They go through. Uh, Manchester United, who had won a their first game 4-1, beat uh, Betis, Real Betis, 1-0. So they go through comfortably. Feyenoord beats very comfortable, 7-1. Uh, they go against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Union SG beats 3-0. Uh, Union Berlin, so the, the battle of the unions there. Uh, so Union SG goes through in a 6-3 global. Or, or overall, Ferenc Varos... Loses 2-0 to Leverkusen. Leverkusen goes through. Arsenal sporting CP from Portugal. What a crazy matchup. That one went all the way to penalties. And sporting wins 5-3 in PK shootout. Sending Arsenal packing. Now Arsenal, you know, all their focus into the Premier League. It could be good. It could be bad. I don't know if this is going to be a giant blow. But, you know, hopefully it isn't. But, you know, sporting there with a nice... Kind of half field golazo there uh, to kind of go through. 
And then Real Sociedad against Roma. Roma, it was a 0-0 tie, but Roma had scored two earlier. Therefore, they're moving to the next round. Semifinals. We have Manchester United going against Sevilla. Juventus against Sporting. Leverkusen against Union SG. And Feyenoord against Roma. So, those are going to be the matchups right there. So... Uh, Manchester United, Sevilla will be playing the winner of Juventus Sporting. And Leverkusen and Union will be playing the winner of Federion Roma. So those are the matchups right there. So there you guys have it. Let's go real quick to CONCACAF Champions League and then we'll shut it down right there. I think these are all the stuff that we had. And then we'll just kind of touch on MLS for a quick second. But CONCACAF here, Champions League, we had a, a huge upset, as we all know. And I think, you know, if you live in Houston, you know. But the Violets, a, a team from Haiti, beat the boys from Austin. Here we go. So, round of 16s. Violet, 3-0 against Austin. Right, that was the first the first match. But Austin actually came back and they beat Violet 2-0. Therefore, Violet wins in Global 3-2. Philadelphia beat Alianza. Just kind of easy money there. Going through to the next one. Atlas, Olympia, 4-0. Um, Real España, Vancouver Whitecaps. The Whitecaps go through. Orlando, Tigres, 1-1 tied. Tigres wins uh, on the away goal. LAFC loses to Alajuelense, but the global fa uh, gives LAFC the pass. Leon goes through against Tauro. And then Pachuca Motagua with an interesting final there. Motagua actually kicks off the last Mexican champions. And they go through to the next round. Let's look at these quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, Philadelphia Atlas. That's going to be a really good one there, April the 4th. Leon Violet um, as well. There's going to be another good one. And then Wednesday the 5th, we have Motawa Tigres and Whitecaps LAFC. So an all-MLS uh, matchup there on that one. I think Philadelphia Atlas is going to be a good one. So those are the matchups that you have there. So hopefully you guys can watch them and check them out. Um Let's go. Let me see where we're at. Yeah, we'll touch on the MLS for two seconds and then we'll go through. But, I mean, I guess we can just talk about the the Classico that is... Well, I don't know if Classic. Some people call it Derby. Some people don't. But there's going to be a Texas matchup. Austin versus Houston Dynamo to, today if you're listening on Saturday. If not, then, you know, hopefully the Dynamo have won if you're listening afterwards. But that's going to be happening today at 730 so hopefully you guys are able to check it out. Don't forget, it's free on the Apple TV deal. So you hopefully you guys can check it out. You don't have to buy the package. But if you wanted to watch other matchups, you would have to buy the package. So don't forget, check that out. And hopefully you guys enjoy that matchup there. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys next week. Muchachos. We'll see you again. Y muchachos. Because... 